Hello everyone, I am your host Vishnu and you are listening to Vishnu Vishnu Podcast and in this episode our guest Mr. Vishal Gupta, it's his second appearance on the show and I am really super excited to talk about his latest book Antraksha, 21 place that you should have to visit to inner transfer your own self and I am really like glad that to read that book and in this episode we are going to deep down that Mr. Vishal Gupta as a lawyer, an engineer, a photographer, a blogger, a cook, and many and bestseller author, and many more. So, in this episode, we're going to deep down his life and how his life will change after traveling to in this all the place. So, first of all, thank you, thank you so much, Mr. Vishal Gupta, for doing this. Thank you for inviting me, uh, Vishnu. It's always a pleasure to be on your show and share yeah. my thoughts, share my views. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure also. But before going to be further, I am just so fascinating about the name of the book and the cover. So just talk about that. Why you choose this like weird name for many people, like Atrakshya? What exactly it mean and why you choose it? Yeah, first Vishnu, it's not a weird name. <laughs> it's a it's a very wonderful name. It's a wonderful okay. word, and um, it's a Greek word. So to the people who don't speak Greek, it may be a different word, but uh, it certainly is a beautiful word with a wonderful energy. I believe that words are just not words. They carry with themselves energy. For example, how you have the Sanskrit word or Hindi word, Anand, mm. or you know the English word, bliss, or happiness. So these words are not, or love for that matter. So these are just not letters. They have a sound and they, they carry some energy. And... Um, uh, you know, whenever I, I, I am doing research or reading things, some, some certain times, certain things just uh, kind of appeal to you more than anything else. So, ataraxia was one such word which appealed to me. Something moved inside me when I, was, when I read the word first time. And I knew that this word was special. I knew that this word carried special energy. And I made it a point that I'm going to use it uh, in one of my future books. And that's how it came about. Ataraxia is a Greek word which was used in ancient Greek philosophy by Pyro and subsequently by Epicurus. And it basically loosely means equanimity and freedom from distress and worry. So it's a beautiful word meaning a beautiful thing. And uh, why this word? Because the book, this book also is about um, is about finding is being is finding freedom from distress and worry, and understanding life in in a deeper way, deeper sense. Mm, like you are writing book about happiness, life, and dance. Like I think this is kind of like innovations of a like a great writer. So they just yeah like bring some kind of weirdness. Like not so weird, but it's a really good name. So like they just yeah like try something new and that attract their readers. And that really this uh, name also attracted me. So, but uh, people who don't know about that, just talk about what exactly in your book because that's so fascinating for me also and for the, all the people who are just listening now. So, Vishnu, all of us want inner transformation. Mm. At some time in our life, we want to we want to go deeper. We want to transform ourselves to be a better human being, kinder, more compassionate. Uh, less anger, less jealousy, um, understanding about why we are here, what is the meaning of life, purpose of life, fear of death. 
there are so many things you know we 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 need we we start asking ourselves everyone in their lifetime mm. so my i also used to think about all these things and naturally the first thing i ask myself is that if i want to understand life which is the place where is the place i can go to understand these things first hand where is the place where i can go to understand more about life and um, i used to usually used to see people going to switzerland and you know australia and exotic locations they used to travel and uh, or they used to go to spiritual places vishnu devi tirupati amarnath yatra mansarovar mm. but but when these people came back from these yatras whether a spiritual yatra or um, an exotic mm. location maldives or something like that yatra mm. um for a week they used to be very happy they used to share and be excited but after 10 15 days a month they used to go back to their sadness their miseries and everything so i realized that these are not the places to learn life even though they are good places to go to i'm not saying they are bad places they are good places to go to to visit and i started asking myself where should i go for a transformation in a transformation and then i realized that the real inner transformation happens at places where you get to learn about life and death where you get to see about human suffering and even human celebration both so this book is according to me at least first time you know where i have uh, given a different perspective a different uh, angle a different view about those places where if you go you get to learn about human life human value human celebration human misery health death all these things and once you understand these things deeply then you will get freedom from the stress and worry because you will develop a kind of maturity of life and understanding of life meaning of life which will give you freedom from distress and worry and ultimately lead you to bliss and moksha enlightened enlightenment or nirvana okay and like yeah that you just cover everything in your book but before like you like writing and the starting writing these books we talk about it and you say that i just want to write about book like where we should have to be like go and like i don't know i think uh, it's my mind i just think that you just want to talk about like 10 places you should have to visit before die so that <laughs> that kind of things i think you also uh, wrote in your i think author note that you are so so fascinating about this kind of things like 10 places visit before you die and that kind of things but uh, in your book it's not about uh, before you die it's about if you want to be in a transformation of your own self then you should have to visit this place and to learn that so yes. like, that is something so fascinating and the most <coughs> fascinating is that uh, why we should have to be visit somewhere to be our inner transformation yes so uh, like i said every every place has its own meaning own energy like you go to a hospital mm. a hospital has its own energy its own way of doing things its own learnings um uh, every time i go to a hospital i come out 
more mature more uh, more philosoph- philosophical and more more wise because i see i see human suffering i can see human death i can see so many things in the hospital for me hospital visit is not just an ordinary visit it is a visit to a learning center a teaching center for me every place i go to i try to see what can i learn from this place or what does this place has have to teach me so uh, that's how i have given the 21 places and like you rightly said that for me as a child i would read things like 10 places to go before you die 10 must see places and i believe that in addition to those 10 places you know that people wanted to go and those were usually tourist places like i said austria and america france and egypt then you know i believe that rather than going to those places um these 21 places which i have mentioned and you know i will mention all the 21 mm-hmm. they they have a higher bigger impact on one's psyche on one understanding on one's uh, on one's soul which leaves a long lasting impression about how that person lives his life i'll give you an example okay. after my first visit to the hospital where i could really understand <clears throat> the hospital from a different way i became i started having a more healthy lifestyle because i didn't want to go and be in a hospital and under a knife and you know with uh, with all needles poked in my body so i got to learn a lot that day in the hospital about uh, how much it suffers if you're ill or if you don't take care of your health so um, but i yeah like uh, that i agree with your point like you just go there and you see all the sufferings then you come out like now i should have to take care of uh, my own health but it's like uh, it's not like that you just remember that things forever like i just also see and i also visit a lot of times for hospital for another reason and i see like after a week that's also happening with me so i after a week and two weeks it's also things i also think my own self like i should have to be now i going to be walk or take care of my health but after a certain time it also disappears do you agree with that point also of course it disappears and that's why <clears throat> that's why you 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 need to be little aware <clears throat> of uh, when you when you go uh, uh when you go to these places and you need to be aware of uh, uh what you are learning if you just go there to meet somebody and come out you're going to forget but if you go there with the intention that yes i am in a hospital mm. and that's why i want people to read the book because after reading the book they will go to places with awareness and when you are aware and you are in a place then you don't forget because the awareness is there that time mm-hmm. usually you forget when you're unaware let me give you an example okay. if you're watching tv and you're eating lunch you're mm-hmm. unaware of what you're eating if i ask you next day what did you eat you may not remember even though it's less than 24 hours because mm-hmm. you're unaware but if i make you eat anything in awareness then i ask you after even 10 days what you ate you will remember because you did that particular thing in awareness so awareness is the difference 
but awareness also be like yeah you can take care of it like 10 month but after i think you should have to be revisit that place that same place to be just know or like bring a lot of awareness then to go there uh, <laughs> but yeah like uh, we talk about it later but first i just want to know that the first things that you talk about in like whenever you just read that kind of book you know that like it's hospital or any kind of other things but the first things you talk about it prison <laughs> a lot of people can't go to there and not able to visit there because of certain <laughs> reasons <laughs> so what's your experience and how can people also visit there without to do any other crime first let me give the um, you know all the audience an insight into i won't give all the 21 places Mm. but at least five ten places so they understand the gist of the book mm. so out of 21 places uh, might be audiences some mm. of the places are prison hospital court of law a cancer ward red light area mm. orphanage mm. old age home mm. a buddhist monastery mm. mental asylum Mm. a farm case mm. and so on and so forth <clears throat> so some of these places have a positive uh, vibe and some have a negative vibe but every place has some learning and teaching to be imparted and given and absorbed and it's not that the negative places are negative as such in fact they teach us more about life and more about things than the positive places in a particular way now coming back to your question about prison now most of the places which i have mentioned 21 mm. uh, most people go, can go to so it's not as if they are uh, inaccessible you know all altogether you know uh, most of the places they can go to and when it comes to places like jail like i started i'm not asking you to commit a crime and go to right. jail but uh, but you see uh, at least i as a, as a student of law was able lucky enough to go go for a jail visit where uh, we went inside the jail we met the the the, the people who are uh, uh, convicted we saw how the food was made we saw the bathroom facilities we saw the sleeping facilities and so on and so forth so i don't know whether uh, people are uh, you know but if there is um, if there is uh, some way of uh, uh, visiting anybody or even going for a tour to some of these places um, which sometimes people do organize just to see how people are staying and you know improvement can be done then one must take the opportunity to go and see from inside <laughs> because it's a big learning what exactly you learn like just yeah we can't talk about anything further but what exactly you learn in prison oh the first thing i learned about was freedom <clears throat> in fact i remember the great uh, actor who i am mean, one of my favorite actors very much jayavitar sanjay dat i remember oh. reading his article and he was in the under cell and he had written he used to talk to angst because he was alone he had no one to talk to so the first thing you learn in a jail is freedom that you don't have freedom to go out for a walk for a jog to the restaurant you can't do anything you know 
we take our freedom in the normal life for granted you know we can just go down to the chemist store or to the baniya to buy groceries you know we can just uh, do we can go to the park and we feel that it's our of a birthright or it's you know we take it for granted but when you go to jail you realize all these things are luxuries we you you realize the value of just opening the door and going out for a walk to the park or just going and visiting your cousin or your neighbor so the first thing you learn is freedom second thing you learn is about family because when you are in the jail you are away from your family and when you are at home you don't want to be with your family again you take them for granted so i really recommend people to to spend as much time with their family as possible every second every moment is uh, important and people miss out on this and the, the the third thing is about you know the law of karma that whatever you may do you know you may think you're smart very smart and you may commit a crime and you may not and you may get away on the human level you know you may you may manipulate the lawyers the judges everybody and you may get away but the the law of the universe the law of karma will never forgive you so that's going to get you and that's going to punish you so i've seen that happen many times as a lawyer and therefore i understand this beautiful law i could understand the beauty of this law when i went to the jail because i saw so many people who had all the money and power to be out of jail but they were still in jail because their karma caught up with them okay so that's like yeah freedom and the other thing i just want to know that so it's about granted we just take things granted not like just freedom or a lot of things like our family we take granted like we have family we can enjoy time with them but it, it sometimes it like yeah like you can hurt this kind of story and you know there's yeah you should have to be spend time with them but whenever you don't experience that you know like if you lost your family or someone then you just generally know you can't just yeah tell anybody like you should have to be like uh, you care about your family and they will be going to care about that so yeah, it no i think it just experience their own self if you lost someone if you just close with someone and then they don't have a part of your life then you just realize uh, how important other people are so it i think exactly. the realization yeah see so there are two things mm. smart people learn from their experiences mm. and very 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 smart people learn from other people's experiences so this book is about learning from other people's experiences so people i am hopeful that people who read this book even if they don't get an opportunity to go to some of these places at least they can imagine what i have written and appreciate and relate and associate with what what i have written and learn the lessons learn some of the lessons which i have learned and maybe they have their own views because everybody learns differently um, you know another person who may go to the jail or the hospital may have different learnings and understanding so the bottom line is that they should learn that is important but i think the yeah, learning like when you you yeah, talk about the real experience because you can't yeah like teach someone how to like experience of like that like that and life when you are between them you don't yeah, just yeah, tell anyone what exactly like, experience you can write it about they can yeah, read it but that the general thing that you can feel like you can't do that in your real life you, like but 
I think that's the experience. You can't just yeah like express someone else. About, yeah, you can express your feelings, but do you really think like if you someone read that uh, things on like your book or anybody else, uh, they can really learn? Like it's not about I don't talk about the learning, but I talk about the experience. Uh-huh. Understood. So that is what the main objective is to inspire them to go to these places. I'm not asking the reader to read and learn. I'm asking them to go and learn. Mm. I'm asking because somebody has to give the idea to them to go and learn. And and if the, the and and even if suppose they wouldn't have read the book, mm. then even if they went to these places, they would not be aware that they have to learn. So I'm hopeful that after reading, when they go to these places next time. they will be more aware of what they are learning at these places so the object of the book is not to spoon feed a doctrine not to force a thought upon the people the readers it is to make them aware that yes even these are the other places where you can learn something and to give them some kind of uh, of my understanding of these places so that they can understand my learnings and they can come up with their own learnings when they go okay. so it is to basically make them stimulate their mind and make them aware that they should learn then it's up to them to visit or not uh, but you can also like give your point of view your what exactly you experience and then they can just relate with them and then if they really want to be like in a transformation so they can visit that place with awareness that this just want to be learn something vishnu till now i think uh, just been a few days and you know over, over 100 people have read the book mm-hmm. and so many of them have emailed me and called me and told me that they have loved the book because they could connect with the book a book is a good book or a story is a good story when people can connect with that story a book so all i can tell you is that people are connected with the book they understand it uh, they connect they with you, but yeah, i just want to talk about the transformation can they just transform their own self just reading that because yes of course transformation happens only this way otherwise you can't get you can't have transformation just sitting at home okay so transformation for transformation you have to have first hand experience and First hand experience happens only in create situation. In fact, if you read the introduction, I've been very clear. Transformation happens only when wisdom comes. Mm. Yeah. Wisdom comes only when we truly understand the meaning and value from our personal experience. Okay. So when you go to these places, you will have your own set of personal experiences, and that will create the value and the wisdom in you, which will bring about transformation. okay but like you talk about prison because you are a law student and then you become a lawyer then you can visit there you give a opportunity but that you talk about the red light area so what what's the reason to be going there and why you think that it's a good like place to be go and to learn and what exactly you learn from there no red light area is a very 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 uh, uh wise place to go so very i may you know i'm falling short of words because i have to use the right words because since red light area is whatever you want to explain yeah 
because uh, our red light area is not seen as a good place to be seen in or to go as such. <clears throat> but according to me, you know, a lot of people uh, by the time they are 50, 60, they have visited some kind of red light area in, in their city or, you know, or they at least know about the concept of prostitution and they have uh, read, heard or understood the concept of prostitution or as uh, people put it in better words, commercial sex workers. So the red light area gives us a first direct experience of how people are victims of their circumstances and how society sometimes takes advantage of these people who are <clears throat> not very rich or were born in very adverse conditions. So the first thing which people I got to learn was that they are not bad or good people in the world because even commercial sex workers are very, very good human beings, the, the women. Mm. It's not that they are bad, but they are doing the profession because they have no other option. They have to feed their stomach, they have to feed their family, they have to be alive, they have to survive. So I learned that there are not good or bad people, there are good or bad circumstances. And some people are born in good circumstances, like maybe you and me, where we, we don't have to do this kind of work or be involved in such kind of work. And some are not so fortunate and they are born in adverse conditions where they have to do this kind of work. So you get to learn, therefore, about how uh, count up, we get to count our blessings that we're lucky that we have a house, food to eat, clothes to wear, uh, we don't have to worry for our next meal, we have education. Well, these people don't have the one, the commercial sex workers. So, yeah, like you just yeah, talk about these topics because many people don't want to say that's what exactly happening. And that's a great thing about your writings and the way you just like be honest with other people. So I think every writer should have to be, you know, just like be honest what exactly is going on, not just like, oh, I just bring that because that's the thing. But okay, so the next thing that you talk about a lot about the child and mostly the special child. So you say that you should have to visit first kindergarten and like a like just be with child and like a special child. So what's your experience with that? Because we yes, all have uh, a child. As a, as, a, as a special child means uh, there are different words for people, mm -hmm. for the audience. Mm -hmm. Some people call them spastics. Uh, some people call them disabled children. So deaf, dumb, blind, you know, children suffering from uh, different diseases or, um, you know, not having legs to walk. <clears throat> These are known as special children. And uh, again, I used to, as a, as, a, as a teenager, go to a blind school and read books out there for the blind people. <clears throat> I, I remember learning uh, Braille Lippy also, so that I can talk to them. And I also remember learning the, the deaf and dumb language, sign language, you know, the hands. Mm. So, <clears throat> again, this has been a, been one aspect which I feel everybody should uh, go there to understand how lucky we are to have all our five senses working. Eyes, 
nose, you know, ears, everything proper. Legs, hands. Just imagine those people who don't have some organs or some some uh, some leg or some or a hand or don't have eyes. Just imagine their lives. And therefore, we at every step we have to count our blessing when we have a fully abled body. because many millions don't have fully abled body but what you get to learn at these places there's a lot of lot of positivity also because these people have a very uh, strong will power will power to succeed and will power to work because they know that they are competing with fully abled bodied people so it's a beautiful chapter within within uh, uh, of the learnings in a special uh, children's home and i would love it if the audience would uh, read it and uh, maybe connect and start uh, uh, going to these special homes and giving back in some way or the other yeah like it's so beautiful and the other things i just want to say that like it's happened in my uh, own life experience whenever i visit like one of my friend is not that much you know fully body you talk about like a special children child but whenever i just would be like his perspective of life is so positive sometimes i also feel like disabled <laughs> like that <laughs> so i say like like <laughs> so that kind of influence they have like they don't think like they are disabled or they they say that whatever we have we are enough and we can do what we want what we have and i say man just you are killing so like that kind of perspective they have and then you really know what exactly life mean because when you have good hand and you you say this oh i don't have that much money i don't have that but you don't say what you have exactly right now and that's the big thing yeah. because we have a yeah. lot yeah we don't count our blessings we don't count our blessings yeah. because i think in from like a childhood perspective like you should have to get that you should have get that that kind of mindset like now like person like you just come out and say that's already no problem you are enough so like we need people like you who can just bring positivity through your books through your talks and that's something that fascinating other people but the more fascinating about your book is that like i understand you should have to visit to prison you should have to visit like special children school you should have visit the like red light area but why i should have to be visit mental asylum <laughs> what was the concept behind it and where <laughs> you started <laughs> oh, <laughs> my god i <laughs> will uh, tell you a very beautiful uh, thing about zen you know and mm-hmm. the and the buddhist also i believe in how much i have read in zen school uh they used to have a prized possession mm. uh, i'm going a little off topic but i'm talking about ment- the so called mental people you know mm. and every zen school used to have a prized possession and that possession used to not be some gold or some you know um, uh, some uh, materialistic thing they used to all maintain a mental person somebody who has lost his mind mm. now you ask me why Mm-hmm. because they used to study the eyes of that mental person if you see the eyes of a of a person who's lost it you'll see a very blank eye you'll see and they used to 
they used to want to be like that to have a blank look because when you when you drop your mind your your chattering mind your monkey mind uh, enlightened persons eyes also become similar they become blank so they used to specially have a mental person so that they can study the mental person's eyes the only difference between a mental person and an enlightened person is the level of awareness a mental person also has dropped his mind or his mind is not no more there in that sense but he he's unaware of it he's ignorant about it while uh, a enlightened person also has dropped his mind but he's fully aware of it so that look they used to you know or they would want to uh, copy from the uh, mental person but coming back to the mental asylum the, the first thing we learn is about mental health uh vishnu today the biggest problem is not heart disease or diabetes or blood pressure according to me 99.9% of the human race is suffering suffering from some mental uh, problem and even those things which we don't consider as mental problems like anger people don't think anger is a mental problem i'm telling you anger is a very very big problem all the addictions are because of the mental problem because they they want to escape the mind wants to escape then we have bi- the bipolar schizophrenia obsessive compulsive disorder and so many kinds of depressions so everybody has a, some kind of mental problem in the world it's a huge thing and then and then you know these mental problems become so big that people suicide or they have to be put into a you know a mental asylum so the point being that one has to learn the importance of mental health which is more important than physical health also physical health we all know you go to doctors and you get so much importance but how many people actually give importance to their mental health they don't so the first thing i want to you know share with people is when when they go to a mental asylum is please take care of your mental health or you could be a part you could become a member of that asylum nowadays with social media internet people are going crazy work pressure family pressure so many people <clears throat> second thing you can understand is that uh, about the human mind human mind is like a monkey all the time jumping and chattering mm. so you get to learn that the human mind is not simple or it's not very calm you get to see the nature of the human mind and therefore one should learn meditation and things like that where they can control their mind or at least manage their mind and the third thing you learn is that you don't just live you don't you don't live in a house a brick and mortar house a, a, a you know a concrete building you live in your mind so that's how important mind is because whatever you are your personality your character your thoughts belief systems all come from your mind so you are nothing but your your living in your mind and therefore uh you have to take care of it and keep it clean your place your home your home is your mind right uh, that's the things and uh, like uh, yesterday i am reading like to yeah like one article about that like uh, whenever we eat some things we don't really eat any kind of garbage uh, like whenever we eat some things but whenever we just watch some things on internet we just like all the time just grabbing garbage in our mind and that's the things people don't aware of that and whenever garbage in garbage out so that kind of thing is going on 
and like a other book i just yeah, i started today and the line i just want to share with you is that when the writer say uh, like his friend that you like you really understand me and the friend say yeah i understand you and the writer say you don't understand me then his friend say that i understand you but you know what you don't understand your own self so <laughs> that kind of thing is going on like people understand us and we don't understand our own self because we're right. so complicated to understand them and right that is like just blow my mind i say yeah like that's the true things and i think i that's connect your like mental asylum is the like mountain river so when you went there like mountain river yes hmm? when did i go hmm. i i <clears throat> i love the ganges and all the places it flows in the mountains but one special place which is close to my heart is rishikesh Okay. Again, for the energy it has, mm. and uh, you know, I love sitting on the bank of the of the Ganges because mm. the Ganges flows uh, as a mountain river also and as a valley river also. Afterwards, in Bengal and Allahabad and uh, Banaras, it's a it's a valley it's a valley river, it's not a mountain river. Uh, it's a so <clears throat> um, a mountain river is very different. the way it flows the way it runs the color the energy everything is different uh it's it's not very deep because the mountain river <clears throat> and you when you sit on the bank and you just get one with the river there are so many things the river teaches you indirectly unknowingly and that's what i've written in the book so everybody must learn from a river how it carves its own way and stones small stones big stones boulders mountains come in its way it doesn't stop it finds its new way and sometimes the old ways get uh, blocked due to uh, landslide and other things so it will uh, it will find its own path and new path it will it will create like it's flowing on yeah it's flowing it on like the river is going on like life Yes. Ah, so the river doesn't treat the mountain as a block. It ah, it treats everything as a stepping stone to start flowing over it and reach the ocean. That's the thing. But like you talk about all the beautiful things, like I understand now the mental asylum things. But there's a fascinating thing that I just want to be uh, talk about in the last uh, year. It's like. i just understand all the things but what's the concept behind like love marriage ceremony <laughs> yeah mm. love marriage yeah. ceremony like if if you don't have to go to arrange marriage ceremony right that's yeah. the love, yes 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 love marriage not a in marriage <laughs> <laughs> See, so so there are there are some very good points about human life just the way there are sufferings there are also celebrations <clears throat> and human celebration if you want mm. to see mm. there are two places one is when a new baby is born and you know comes home how people celebrate mm. and second is in a love marriage ceremony you and we indians have the you know it's like the big uh, fat indian wedding we are our marriage ceremonies are lavish they are on a different scale the celebrations go to, are not for one hour two hour they are for three three four four five five days weeks sometimes mm. So 
a love marriage ceremony is the right place to go and see how human beings come together get together and celebrate an occasion the joy the hopes the dreams the music the dance everything the food so you get to learn a lot in a marriage in a marital uh, in a marriage ceremony so much to see about human life human behavior human everything so just the way we have on one end human suffering the other end is human celebration when when parents get the baby home from the hospital my god you should see how how the parents behave for you know for a few months you, you know i should ask the parents how what they did or you know when they got you home Hmm. It's joy everywhere. There's joy. There are balloons. There are toys. <laughs> My God, everything is fascinating. So it's all about photographs and you know dressing the child up in different things and photographing. So it's an amazing thing. Hmm. So again, these these two places also you learn so much about human life, human celebration, the value of human life, the value of marriage. Um, so many things you learn. that's so much thanks and like you like i think there is so much thing is going on around us and the, like you talk about before that is about awareness of learning awareness of living and most people don't have and i don't say i'm totally aware of that to be honest with you i am not so <laughs> that's the things like how do you bring that awareness in all the time like do you like aware in all the time like you are but how you can like aware all the times and how can i and my audience also try that is it difficult thing over the over 30 years i have increased my awareness level earlier okay. i could not be aware for even 5 seconds okay and even today there is lot to desire lot of improvement i can make but yes out of 24 hours i would say um i am much more aware than i was earlier as a child and even if i am get unaware i immediately come back to awareness so i know the technique of getting back to awareness immediately <clears throat> if you are aware then you know life is life is very different life is beautiful life is exciting life is fun it's all about your awareness yeah and i think people aware when like it's a fact i think i read somewhere is that people enjoy the life when they know that they can die anytime so that's a biggest i think the reality and people don't yeah. want to accept it and how you see the your life truth. that is the only truth huh death is the only truth of life only certain thing of life you may get married may not get married you may get rich not get rich you may have children not get children you may fall sick not fall sick but there is one thing certain with human life which is 100% going to happen that is that so you are afraid from that i used to be afraid but not <laughs> now because of this wisdom which has come by going to these places uh, life is temporary body i mean human life is temporary i have understood that and one day everybody needs to go and everybody needs to die so i'm going to live every second celebrate every second and die only once Okay, you can only die once. Yes, and your death also is your death of the body, not of the soul. The inside part of you is not going to die. 
like how you explain life how you like describe your own life uh in what sense is it like what exactly mean in your life about life yeah life uh, i think like i said last time life is not a puzzle to be solved but uh, it's but a mystery to be lived oh uh, in the same so life is life is a mystery and one must not think too much about uh, how to live life something one must uh, live life moment to moment and uh, keep learning and keep uh, keep be aware and face the situation with uh, awareness so that whatever decision they take Mm-hmm. they 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 can educate them in a well decision mm-hmm. the life is not easy life is not uh, all hunky dory but if your attitude is good then everything becomes hunky dory good everything I, i just like the attitude that you have in your life so i can be aware and, and like the most important things like while i talking with you or reading your book is that awareness and that's like i think most people don't have like it take a lot of times and effort to be like going to be in that state and to understand life but you just describe in your books very like in a easy way to connect with the like your readers because like the the simple like the sentence that you made it like everything in your book is so simple that everybody can understand and reader can connect with that it so they can just know that yeah like that exactly we want and that exactly happened in our life and how can we transfer our life but before getting uh, like little bit further i just like ask everyone on my shows like a uh, three question so and you should have to answer each one of them on one sentence okay 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 yeah so the number one question is that uh, which of the place that you describe in your book uh, you want to revisit You want me to tell you which one I would I want to revisit? Yeah. Just one. I would want to revisit the farm. Why? It's a magical place. I see magic. Farmer is not an ordinary person, he's a magician with his uh, with his magic uh, hands he 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 creates things. Puts a seed and a plant comes out. Throws a seed and a tree comes out. Uh, you have the sun the water all the elements it's magic 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 everywhere in the farm soil the earth the water the sun so farmer is a magician um, and you just want to be just know what's the magic is and the next question is that uh, if you are in the last stage of your life uh, in like uh, which one of the place that you want to live for your last time First of all, I believe that the soul does not die. Oh. I believe in the Advaita. So I'm not. My body is going to die. I'm not going to die. And to be very frank, I live every second as if I'm going to die just now. So for me, the, the physical death is not going to be an event. I mean, it's not going to be the end of my life. Okay, that's a great answer. And the last thing is that, what exactly you want from your life? I want. to be more aware and conscious which will give me more happiness okay. happiness doesn't mean euphoria happiness means more peace more calm and uh, you know a more appreciation for uh, for everyone and uh, everything that i have that mm-hmm. is happiness for me 
what's the one last thing that you want to share with our audience about your work i want to i want to share with the audience that uh, that uh, you know uh, they must uh, think and keep asking themselves what makes them happy and they must pursue their happiness in uh, rather than uh, pursue those things which bring misery like money and big cars and uh, you know drugs and other things and uh, they should uh, they, sh- they should incorporate some kind of passion hobby interest in their life which uh, helps them to fill the void the feeling of loneliness uh, in their in their lives because if they don't follow this they even though they may be between 100 friends they will feel lonely even after earning 100 crores they will feel poor and unhappy and misery miserable because they will not uh, get to happiness out of uh, following anything external they will have to come they have, they will have to go inside and follow their uh, their their, uh, their passions interests and what they like to do so mm-hmm. focus on that and build a philosophy towards life once you have a philosophy towards life the way you are going to live life like for example my philosophy is that um, that jo kuch hone wala hai hone wala hai everything that is going to happen is is going to happen um, and nothing happens before time and nobody gets more than they deserve kisi ko bhi kismat se zyada aur samay se pehle nahi milta hai so once you know i have understood this then i i just uh, without any uh, stress do my work because what has to come to me will come what doesn't have to come to me will not come and what is going to be mine somebody else can take and i cannot take somebody else's things so with this philosophy i live my life and i am very happy and calm because of this mm, that's <laughs> like that also reflects in your writing also and all the people who just listening now the link on the like uh, the book link on the description is you can check it out now and all the like uh, vishal id on the description you can check that out also and i really appreciate all the people who just yeah like listening now just read that book because you just know your own self and you can connect with a, a that kind of human being who just live their life their own term and with full of happiness and celebrate every moment and the last thing i just want to say you that i'm really appreciate your effort and time for this episode in the second time that you give and you just explain everything that you can in very simple way so i really appreciate that thank you for having me having me vishnu and uh, like i said um, you know for uh, anybody to express simply and clearly the host also has to be good it's it's not one way it's both ways so maybe you get the best out of me you are so good that you are able to get the best out of me you are the so, best that's why i get the best <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for having me again. Yeah, thank you to have you on and thank you so much everyone to listening day. Goodbye.